Wolverine. Hello, and welcome to the Examination Podcast, where we examine the latest X-Men comics and stories that we love. This week, we will be getting a peek at what is under Zoran Tellman as we discuss Powers of X, number three, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by R.B. Silva. I'm your host, Quentin Nimler, and joining me, as always, are Dane Rainier. Hey, guys. And Kelsey Strutz. Hello. Uh, we have an extraordinary show for you today, but first, let's look up to Cerebro and check out what's new and the world of Marvel. And if you've been paying attention to the news at all this week, you'll know that on Tuesday, a story broke out regarding Spider-Man, the Tom Holland version, not into the Spider-Verse. It's not what we're talking about. But we we are going to talk about the MCU Spider-Man as we know it. According to the deadline, I think they first reported that he disappeared. Uh, the story's been updated. There's been a lot of rumors. But um, essentially, Sony's kind of, Thanos snapped this deal. So what do you guys think? Uh, do you think there's any truth to the X-Men franchise being part of this? And do you think Spider-Man's really gone from the MCU or do you think they'll work something out? I mean, everything that I've heard is it's it's entirely a money situation. Because my understanding of the arrangement they had before is Sony fronts all the money and then Marvel slash Disney makes the movies and Sony gets 95% of the returns and Marvel gets 5%. So basically Marvel puts no money in, but they get money out. They have franchising rights to Spider-Man and they were getting to use them in the Avengers films. And now Disney Marvel wants 50-50. So they want half of the money. And yeah, I just But not taking any production costs either, I think. No, no, I think Disney said they were willing to to pay 50% as well. But I mean, cause that's pennies compared to what they're making off of this. But well, yeah, I mean, cause they're, they're going to make a ton of money. They're going to make a ton of money off of it. But the point is why would I, I know everyone is making Sony out to kind of be the bad guy here because yeah, like, that's easy to do because Disney and Marvel have the franchise, but why would Sony do that? There's no reason like Sony would just be giving up millions and millions of dollars. I know, but my thing is, Kevin Feige is in it. I you just look at what that guy's accomplished over the last ten years, and I'm like, maybe there is some truth. Maybe he does have a lot to do. Like that guy's time is worth a lot of money. I have I have no doubt of that. But like, think about it this way: even if him leaving and all this, the Spider-Man franchise dips thirty percent, that would be an astronomical decline. Sony's still making more money than they would if they made this deal with Marvel. That, well, that's short term. You know, you look at the Venom reviews and you got to wonder, is a lot of this a fluke? I mean, uh, you look at what Phil Lord and Chris Miller just got kicked off of the Han Solo movie. How, how and then they mean, come around and make... If you look at the Venom reviews. Well, let me let me get go back a little bit. So Into the Spider-Verse, you could look that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they had just got kicked off of... Hansel. Apparently, production was a mess. Apparently, that was bad. And that movie, they had the fix. Then you look at Venom. Venom performed really well, but if you look at any critical reviews, I mean, you check out that Rotten Tomatoes score, it didn't do great. And somehow it pulled together $800 million. Uh, a lot of that was in Asia and the Chinese market. But are these That's movies true. good? And will they be good if you take out the influence of Kevin Feige? That's kind of the question I'm wondering. Will what be good? The the actual. Well, are you chopping at the movie? bit to watch the uh, Morbius movie? <laughs> oh no, no! I I think this is a um. 
Sony, because they're putting up a, a primary amount of money, you know, originally they, they probably are like Dane's thinking that this amount, the, the split is probably, they, they feel isn't going their way enough. Um, Rightfully so. They, it's their character. I mean, you're asking Sony to give up 50% of their biggest moneymaker right now. Yeah, That's but insane. Yeah, but they are banking that they will be able to do the same with that moneymaker that Marvel can do. Can you know? Can they avoid pissing off enough fans now that, that they can still make the same amount of money? I, they probably can at least a couple times. I mean, Venom made great money, like you said. So, and it was not good. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It's, it's kind of like that struggle between like what's best for the market, what's best for for fans. And I, I have to say, like in the long run, I, I mean, I want Sony to be healthy. I want somebody else to be making movies out there, especially if you do get movies as good as Into the Spider-Verse. And the other thing yeah. is that like think about Spider-Man as the franchise like outside of the MCU. Compare that to the Spider-Man franchises from before that Sony's done to to X-Men, to Fantastic Four, to everything outside of, you know, Marvel. I think it's the best. Like, it's not like they were making... It's not like they're, all their Spider-Man movies have been flops up until now. They've done... They haven't been flops at all. They haven't always been best reviewed, but I can't think of a flop. Even Spider-Man 3 is, like, the one of the highest grossing ones. And let's be honest, that dance scene. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, in fairness, I hate the Andrew Garfield ones more than Spider-Man 3, but... Oh, for uh, sure. Wait, wait, I'm more than Spider-Man 3? Look, Andrew Garfield made me hate Peter Parker. I thought that was impossible. But, really? like, somehow that kid made Peter Parker into a douche, which shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't be possible. Yeah. I, I'm with you there. I do have to say, though, those X-Men movies, like, there are several good ones. You look at the first one, which kind of started this. It was the first serious superhero movie following, Easy. like, Blade. the George Clooney movies and stuff. Um, Blade? Yeah, we had Blade. Yeah, but yeah. Point being, X two phenomenal Racist. film. Uh, <laughs> we I thought the Wolverine was good. Logan was phenomenal. X Men yeah. First Class, Deadpool. I mean, there were a lot of things Fox is doing. Right, Wolverine was good. Oh, no, I love the Wolverine. The Wolverine, Wolverine. not uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, I I know which one you mean. I, I'll oh, say you I, don't like the one in Japan. I think Logan's a great film. Okay, the Wolverine rated R version. Uh, I don't know. It it's still that, oh, yeah, kick him off. Samurai, kick him know. off. Doesn't do it for Dox me. this man now. Yeah, it, it had a little transformer to dox me. <laughs> I just didn't like the transformer part at the end. But other than that, I thought the movie was phenomenal. The thing I really um, don't, that I didn't like about this is I don't know if you saw Jeremy Renner's Instagram post about I did it. Not. He said, "Hey, at Sony Pictures, we want Spider Man back to." At the real Stanley and at Marvel, please thank you. How are you going in invoking Stanley? Like, I love Jeremy Renner and Hawkeye is like my favorite of the Avengers, but that's a that's a low blow. Bringing I don't Stan know. I, I'm turned off by Jeremy Renner since the, the Jeep commercials have started coming out. <laughs> it doesn't detract for me, but this this seems like somebody at Marvel was like, "Hey, like you're not one of the big superstars that somebody may not throw a fit about. Like, go ahead and uh, go ahead and post this, and while you're at it, maybe throw Stan's name in there, really pissing people off." Yeah, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how this story develops. And, you know, I think we all want to see Tom Holland continue to be in the MCU. But I I, I think we can all agree. We want we want healthy films for everyone, and we don't want to see Disney rule Hollywood. Um, 
hundred percent. So hopefully there's a good middle ground here. I'm with you. All right. That's a pretty important piece of news this week. Our listener question though, we're going to move on to which X-Men character has the most potential for a solo series. Oh, the most potential. So let's potential. start with Kelsey. Ooh, potential or what I want to see? Or both. I give you both. You do, you do what you want, buddy. Okay, potential probably goes with what I would want as the as a child growing up. The solo X-Men series would be Gambit. Financially, I think that's got the potential to it. You could do it however you kind of wanted. You could have him with the you know running into old x-men or probably just throw him down in in louisiana um can't leave can't leave the state border as an adult i did some thinking on this and thought that bishop would be a really cool solo story you could get into some sci-fi a little time traveling you know you got a strong african-american hero for it light light time travel yeah, light time travel. Let's not let's not go too crazy with it. Yeah, you're saying you don't want to have to read uh, two page excerpts to try to understand what's happening. No, I think you do. You're triggering me. <laughs> so, if that said, you you want uh, Bishop? I think both Bishop and Gambit have had their own series before, for more or less like maybe mini series solo issues. What do you uh, What do you want to see with that? Like, is there a creative team you have in mind, or just oh, give them another I, chance? You know, I wouldn't be able to tell you a creative team. Um, I didn't think that deeply into it. Like, are we talking like director, actor, or... Well, writer? I just didn't know if there was anybody. You know, J.J. Abrams is making Spider-Man comics nope. now, so... Nope, 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 no. <laughs> hard hard no. pass. Hard a- pass. Anything's possible is what I'm saying. Um, Man. Okay, if fandom, you can go Christopher Nolan. He's oh. handled sci-fi stuff, does a lot of effects, um, has done on time a Bishop travel movie? things on a Bishop movie. I think I can um, see that. I can see him oh, coming. If you're doing, if you're doing Gambit, you got to get Quentin Tarantino. No doubt. Oh, so you're I, saying if we did a movie or or the come in and write a comic for you? No, I'm talking about a movie. Are you talking about a comic? Yeah, I was thinking a comic. Like who, oh. who, who, which author or writer would you want to? Tells do it? went straight I big missed, screen. That's why he's. I totally misunderstood. I went straight big screen. That's why he's making movies, and we're trying to put together 20 pages at a time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Guess what? They almost cost the same price. <laughs> almost. <laughs> if you if you go see Avengers Endgame on a Tuesday, it costs less than X-Men House of X. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> just, just saying, Marvel. No, no offense. Um, uh, what about you, Dane? So I thought about this, and it seemed... Maybe it's a little too fanboy for me, but I didn't care. I, I'm rolling with it. I want a Phantom X series. Uh, he's been a part of some teams, and he's a character that like shouldn't. I've said this before. He shouldn't work. There's, he seems like a child developed him. You know, he's like, um, yes. Um, he's from the Weapon Program, like Wolverine, and he can kind of heal, and he shoots guns, and he's fast, and he has illusion powers, and then it's like, all right, and also, by the way, he has three brains. That was necessary. But I I don't know why he he works, but he does. I love him. I love him and everything. And I, I would love a Phantomix, uh, you know, a series centered around him, less it's just like a side piece on teams. 
Um, and I don't think we've ever really seen an origin story for Phantom X. Like we get pieces of it. And I know that like a majority of his origin is fake, but I think it would be cool to kind of see a story where maybe, um, you know, maybe it's him doing a job or a mission of, or some kind of thing, but certain things like kind of, they, you know, work in these flashbacks and, you know, as a reader, you kind of have to piece together, you know, what is like real and what is just, you know, like him fake growing up in the world, not knowing that it's not real at the time. And I think he's has like, a uh, he's been around long enough that he has a lot of connections to different X-Men and different characters, you know, and Angel and Psylocke. And he's, he's done all kinds of stuff with the X-Men that he's got. Uh, you know, side characters that can come and go. And he comes with his own group of sidekicks because he always has Eva and, you know, and his other brain versions of himself. So I'm going, yeah. I'm going with Phantom X. And then my creative team is uh, author. I want Mar- uh, Marjorie Liu, who did the X-23 recently and is currently doing Monstrous. And... It's just about the oh, that. it's fantastic. the The world building yeah. in that is just absolutely exquisite, and I think she do a fantastic job um, fleshing uh, Phantom X's kind of early stories out. And then uh, my art, I'm just never going to not pick Jim Chung for that. And there you go. I've got a duo uh, lawyer for uh, author and art. Oh, nice! I didn't realize that uh, Jory Liu is an yeah. author. Or yeah, lawyer. Marjorie Liu and Jim Chung are both. I don't know if they're actively practicing i think chung's an ex-lawyer technically but yeah but i'm getting the all law team together for this one nice all law team i had i'm surprised you didn't find a lawyer colors for us i'm a little i, I didn't dig that deep i've got my one <laughs> um for me i i'm a really big like i like magic right now um i think she's got a lot of cool stuff going for her i think she like kind of blends a lot of different worlds with marvel so i would like to see her kind of interact more with Dr. Strange on that and interact with traditional superheroes like Cap. I think that could be neat. Um, but I kind of wanted to keep my part short because I had this interaction. I'm an elementary teacher. And I had an interaction with one of my students this week. They came in with a cool t-shirt. They had a picture of Captain America fighting Wolverine. All right? All right. Super excited. I'm like pumped. I'm getting ready to talk to him about it. And he, I'm like, who do you want to win Wolverine or Captain America? He says, Captain America. And you know, I can respect that good grassroots. Like, like this Captain America. And then he's like, well, I don't really know who Wolverine is. What is what he followed it up with. What a world are we living in, man? So we're, we're living in a world where the last few movies featuring Wolverine in the last three, four years have been rated R Deadpool rated R. And most characters or the in the comics and in video games and in a lot of things they've pushed we're, we're seeing a generation where they push the x-men out over these rights disputes which clearly are still a thing with the sony conversation we're having it's just interesting that wolverine who is for all of us such a big character so they don't know that he back. goes where he wants I- to go <laughs> I'm glad that you spoke up because it was just a question of which one of us was going to get to that line first. Oh, it was coming. 100%. It was coming. You don't know. Yeah. If you're a parent and you're listening, you owe it to your kid to take them to a to teach them how great Wolverine is. That's amazing, though, because I feel like our generation, it almost got to the point of like Wolverine fatigue. Like you couldn't get. That's why yeah. I didn't say Wolverine. Right. You couldn't get X Men without Wolverine being a part of it. 
Yeah, and oh, no, you couldn't get. Wasn't just X Men. You couldn't get Avengers. Right. There was time he was a new Avenger, uh, Agent of Alpha Shield. Flight. He was in a lot of comics. Yeah, and I mean, I we obviously took it too far, but um, I I've enjoyed the time we've had with Wolverine in these issues, and uh, and with this, we're going to start to transition more to today's issue. But before bar, that, quick, we're going to okay. Yeah, go for it. A quick sidebar. I don't know who is telling me. But what's the rumor about a we talked about it in a previous podcast about Deadpool getting another movie. And then I have heard rumor that some of the other characters would be uh, one Phantom X. No, oh, I hope that's the case. That's the first I, I heard about heard it. I don't know who I heard that from, but they mentioned Phantom X and I knew I would have to mention it here just because I thought maybe you, Dane, would have, I don't know, sensed it in the ether. <laughs> I'll be researching now. My mic's going radio silent to do some deep diving. Not really. Well, when they do the comic book adaptation, we know what creative team they're there. I'm, I'm, I'm putting in, I'm calling agents right now. Hopefully it's a little less legally messy and those services won't be super acquired on two ends. They don't have to like see who has the rights to Phantom X. They just but there'd be the a comic. perfect team set up for it. <laughs> well, um, before we get into the issue too much today, we're gonna introduce a new segment in times of danger and confusion. Uatu the Watcher appears to warn us of oncoming threats. In this segment, we ask our local watcher to scour Marvel history and reveal the origins of a new and confusing character, location, or thing brought up in this week's story. This week, the Watcher will be telling you what you ought to know about Zorn. Kelsey, what do we need to know about Zorn? Oh, Zorn. Apparently first appearing in the new X-Men Annual 2001. Always a good start. Zorn was created by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly, he is a mutant with a black hole singularity star in his head right now. Maybe. As far as people can tell us. Because it can be different because he is a confusing mutant. Um, He has a twin. In the Morrison run, though, he was actually a brainwashed Magneto loony bin individual. Just, uh, you gotta... Suspend your disbelief and any thought on a concrete storyline. It's not there. To understand him. Yeah. It's pretty Um, messy. He is in this run of comics, and he does have a singularity in his helmet. And they always hint at it through the comics, and I don't think they ever have showed him. Um, He is a pacifist and is obviously not being shown as such in this run. But he has a bit of the um, nihilist streak in him at this point. Yeah, 100 years down the road. Yeah, he's been a part of these stories. Yeah, he's very strange because I feel like he's one that Marvel hasn't even tried to, like, fix. They've just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to throw something new and hopefully they... You do what you want. Hopefully they remember that. Yeah, because my understanding is I think Morrison always wanted it to be a fake out with him being Magneto. But then Marvel was like... Because his power was gravity. Yeah. He was a master of gravity, quote unquote. And then Marvel was like, no, no, you made this alternate identity. Like, we we like it, so we're going to keep him around. And then they just had to kind of find a way to do that. And they did it, but it doesn't really make sense. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for that lovely breakdown of Zorn, Kelsey, and Chimin and Dane. It's now time to head down to Gray Malkin Lane and get a recap from Dane on this week's issue. Dane, what happened in Powers of X number three? All right. So as always, we're deep diving into the spoilers here. This issue of Powers is quite a bit different. You can jump right into the, the X2 It's a group of humans who hate humans, and they look like they're kind of like robotizing a baby in some kind of ceremony when Zorn, Rasputin, Cardinal, and up until this point, who we think is maybe still Magneto, show up. Um... Then we've got Nimrod and his uh, robot sidekick chick. I forget her name. They, I don't think they mentioned it this issue. But they find out about it. Is it the Omega? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Nimrod doesn't really care, uh, but his, his Sentinel sidekick goes to check it out. And Nimrod, of course, is still the coolest of the villains. He's, he's chill. He's not bothered. And so Sentinel sidekick shows up with some more Sentinels and just ruins our our current X-Men team just demolishes them. It looks pretty much without a fight. And in their attempt to stop the Sentinels and buy time for the mission, uh, Rasputin takes up Zorn's mask and unleashes the singularity underneath. And we're kind of left with like a, uh, not a fade to black, but an explosion to black. And we don't know what happens. So meanwhile, the Apocalypse Wolverine and our Cypher Koa, are after their real target, which is the information on when in the past Nimrod first comes online. They get the information, but Nimrod figures it out, and he decides to finally grace them with his presence. And Apocalypse holds them off while Wolverine gets that data uh, back to their base safely through a Krakoa gate. And the end of this comic is Wolverine uh, feeding this like crystal USB drive of Nimrod data into Moira. And then he stabs her right through the stomach to kill her, presumably restarting the world and giving Moira this knowledge of how to stop Nimrod before he begins. But the big reveal then is that this is not Moira's 10th life. We've been looking at Moira's ninth life in the X2 storyline, her joining up with Apocalypse. And so theoretically now it looks like restarting it will put us into her 10th life, which is where House of X is happening. Okay, so this was pretty wild, um, at least in my opinion. I I don't know if I'm an idiot that got duped or if we're all there. Kelsey, what did you think of this issue? I am a little mixed on it, honestly. Um, the fact that it was turning out to just be her ninth life kind of was a lit down to me. And the idea that's like, okay, this already happened, so I don't overly care. Um, and throws off the whole Powers of Ten comic series to me, because now we're dealing with, okay, we have Powers of Ten, but we really don't know if anything we're looking at is actually what they're currently in. Um, art style was really good. It seemed short, but that could have been because it was just focused on one place and you know was at more action heavy um i know other reviews have been really good and really uh um complimentary 
for this issue, but honestly, it has not been my favorite one so far. I I kind of enjoyed it a lot. I don't I don't know if it's my favorite, kind of like you mentioned, but um, I thought there was some great stuff. But for me, timeline number nine this whole time was a huge twist. Did you guys think that was coming? They revealed Apocalypse last issue as being the leader, and it still never crossed my mind that we were looking at timeline number yeah. nine. Yeah, we should. We probably should have. Yeah, I guess that's a consideration, but I, I think it's really cool. It is a neat twist. It depends on whether you like the idea that you basically at this point can't trust anything that you're reading, which kind of makes it entertaining that you're like, when is this? What life is you trying to piece it together? But also, it it's almost kind of a cheap trick because it's like they showed you powers of X and told you this is ten years ago, this is now, this is a hundred years. This is a thousand years. But now it's like, okay, of what timeline are we looking at? And it feels even more a little cheap because before all this started coming out, Hickman put out some, I think, Instagram posts about how, oh, this isn't a time travel story. And it's like, okay, I guess the lawyer in me is like, congratulations, you're technically correct. But but it is. We're looking, this this is an issue of traveling through time and like, which reality are we looking at? Now, that said, I, I think the art's been great, and I think this one felt the most like a traditional okay. comic in that we got a high-action one story. And there was a cool reveal at the end, but it wasn't all like, what's happening? What's the intrigue? It was it was good X-Men action and then a, a big reveal at the end. Yeah. Um, a few thoughts I had. Uh, I think the Apocalypse and Bastion designs were cool. Uh, the action was there, but it was pretty quick. It's interesting how there's so much uh, world building and talking and dialogue. And it, I wouldn't say it bothered me, but I we don't see a lot of superhuman fights. Even though this was an action-heavy comic, they didn't spend tons of panels on you know drawing yeah, out. Yeah, you don't even see Rasputin fight. Um, yeah, no. not once. But I still you know, felt satisfied. You know what I actually enjoyed from this one? What's up? Finding out that Magneto is not Magneto. Yeah, but that. even that wasn't revealed in like a, a story. It was just like just no, kind of- no. It was it was one of those blurbs that you had to read. I know, so you might have. No, missed I it. read them. Hey, I broke down all of the symbols in there. All right, you watch it. I didn't mind that one. Did you already get the next? Yes, one? I broke down the next issues. But I mean, the one that shows the yeah, like the picture, like this is the horsemen, and they all have like two symbols on them. Yeah. Yeah. I like the infographic. That's a more easily digestible amount of information. What about the Moira timeline graphic? That yeah, I like that one because I think at this point that's almost necessary to keep keep things on track. It's the memos that they say. Yeah, it's like if I gotta problem. read, man. I I don't. I, these aren't books. <laughs> that's part of that corporate style life. He gets memos at work, so he doesn't want to get memos. I'm here to look at too. pretty pretty pictures. Okay. <laughs> When yeah. when when uh, the 14th floor sends him down something, he's going, oh, I, again. I don't want, I don't care about the new copy. I was elected machine. to lead, not to read. <laughs> not to read. <laughs> so a few takeaways from this. One, Apocalypse, his characterization in here, although noble and, and kind of inspiring, where he, he let Wolverine go and held him off, and maybe that's, out of necessity. I think he was a little too heroic for the apocalypse we but know. But he's not the apocalypse we know. Nope. He's not the apocalypse. Yeah, but this we is know. the apocalypse but, but no, that I... murdered Xavier and Magneto. No, because he's survival <laughs> of the fittest. Yeah. 
he knew Wolverine wouldn't hold him off and that it'd all be for nothing. Is that what your thought was? Yeah. It's yeah. just a literal, like the science of it. I need to be here. Cause it's you not altruistic. It's just like, I can hold him off. You can't. Yeah. Um, thought the visuals look great. The new Sentinel yep. designs were cool. Um, the tank, I, the way he's drawing Sentinels, they have a mix of like, they look like the Sentinels I know. But they also look I, really I, cool, in my opinion. What'd you guys? I think? like what he's done with with those. I want that first Sentinel back from Powers One. I want the three the three headed one, three headed one, personality and some life. Like, where's that guy at? Well, we got Omega Sentinel for a little bit today, but she may have very. And that's well the other gone. thing is that it's like, did we really go through all of this? War? I mean, they, that, it can't be the case. They could not have gone through all this world building. They better not have made me read all of those memos. To blow them up, because no, I think they yeah. did blew them up. They oh, got other timelines. They got Mister Sinister because the, the the X two storyline well, is the most interesting of all the powers, as far as I'm concerned. And like, if you, really, yeah, it, it, it is the least interest to me. I I, I I don't care about X zero, and I definitely don't care about X three. Like I'm like, but whatever. That's not. I don't no even know what X one is anymore because it's not House of X because that's Life Ten. Like Moira Life 10, right? Well, so X, when you say yeah. X1, that is, isn't that, that the story is. we're kind of reading with Cyclops being the big I don't, action I don't hero? Know. It can't be in it. Or we're Fantastic just, or they're Four. just pulling X1 out of a different timeline, which is kind of cheaty. No, I think, I think Powers so, of X or Powers of 10, the first timeline or, or to, to the 10th power or. Oh, 10 to the first power math um, is House of X. I, I do think that is that scenario. So, so you think X0 and X1 are both Moira 10? Jesus. Yeah, you hear I me just saying this? If you, look at, if you look at her timeline, the way her timelines work out, they just branch at certain points. So I, I think just uh, House of X is her 10th timeline and but she's she's you could probably say it doesn't diverge it's it's similar in let's say three of her timelines start with that house of x style eventually at a certain point and then begin to branch off like she gets to a certain point okay this is all the same i've done this right i've done this right okay now i've seen a new variable okay now i'm dead now i have to take this knowledge back well if that's the case then i will retcon my previous statement like zorn and I will say that X one is my favorite, but I've really, I have really been enjoying X two. And if they just blew it up after trying to teach me all this stuff, they might have blown up because just because they have be so pissed. much to cover, I would guess. Well, we take a break from Powers, and I think with House uh, next issue, based on the cover, which you obviously can't trust, I'm hopeful to see a Cyclops leading a traditional team of X Men. Going after low, like, that's yeah, what I'm, I'm hoping. I think to see. they're going to go into space. Uh, yeah, this is what I've been looking for. This is X Men, yeah. man. Cyclops going to space yeah. to whip some baddies. Is that Nightcrawler with Excalibur in his hands? It might be. I think we're going to get X Two again next issue of Powers, but I don't think it's going to be what what we're talking about. I think all of a sudden X Two is going to shift to world 10 100 years in the future maybe that, that and maybe that's it'll be possible. completely yeah. different it could be if it's at least similar but a completely different world i don't know look as long as i'll say this if x2's gone i won't miss cardinal that's been a real <laughs> like i'm like 
Yeah, they had this. Hey, he took his drugs. The way they explained that oh, was, was so painful. Like I oh, ate a death so scene. Late. I so told I you can... my complaints earlier that it it hurts me because it feels like a bastardization of my favorite character, Nightcrawler. And I get it's not Nightcrawler, but come on, it looks like him. He's wearing the red V. And then he has a sword. Oh, it, he has a sword in the first scene. I'm like. Why the hell does this guy have a sword? Like, he genetically can't use it. And then he's like, I've taken my apocalypse seed Wheaties today. And then, which makes zero sense. And that's stupid. And still, he wouldn't know how to fight. He just could do it. And then... Yeah, why wouldn't you give all of your guys apocalypse seed Wheaties if they just turned into murder machines? And then then he doesn't even get to fight. He just gets blown away. Hey, hey, hey. He stabbed that guy. Oh, so he stabbed the guy. I think he stabbed the guy that was already hurt. And then maybe, and then he just gets blown away. Maybe. Like that's what I got. Me waiting for right. my action adventure swashbuckler nightcrawler proxy, and that's what I got. It, it it does fall under the idea that why does Apocalypse keep him around if he's survival of the fittest and without special drugs <laughs> will literally allow someone to beat him? He's got super weedies, cardinal death seed weedies, baby. Yeah, which he gets from Apocalypse. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, Bastion was pretty cool in this issue. Uh, definitely a threat to be reckoned with, and I'm hoping that's not the last we've seen of him. Uh, but we'll see what what comes of this. Um, at this point, uh, any thoughts going in the next week with House of X number three? I'm excited for it. Yeah, it, it, the House of X series actually, I, I'm I'm enjoying more and more just because it it has a weird nostalgia to it that is also a lie, like something's wrong right under the surface. There's enough mm-hmm. familiar things in it that you're going, I know this story. Oh, this feels, you know, this feels like the X-Men of old, but then little things happen and, and, and little character changes, costume changes. You go, oh no, this is like looking into a funhouse mirror or something, a dreamscape. Yeah, we've just, we've had five, five issues of X books. And honestly, we've only had like four pages of like actual X-Men. So I'm hoping... Not that it hasn't been good, but like I'm, I'm ready for for some real life. He wants the band back. Yeah, man. I want, I want Nightcrawler. I needs it. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully next issue delivers everything you guys once more or two, um, and hopefully Cardinal comes I, back and joins the team, and they realize don't put the team on me. Nightcrawler. At that point. Okay. Cardinal All right. Nimrod. It's time to enter the danger room this week and play Marvel Twenty Questions. The rules are simple. Kelsey and Dane have 20 questions and one guess to get their Marvel character, location, or thing correct. But a question cannot Using be a only guess, or a guess cannot be a question? Sorry, I don't understand what you're well, saying. Well, like like when we guessed, what was it, last week that we guessed something ahead of time? You're saying is if that's your guess, you've got three more questions left. If that's a guess, then you... I think we get one not. guess. We get one final answer. You get one, you have one guess of like, like you ask yes or no questions yeah. up to 19. And then the, when you guess a thing, you can't just guess 20 different characters. This is the way that I've always played the game. And that it, those it are my seems as a general. Hang on here, guys. We're in episode five. We're figuring this game out. <laughs> yeah. Fine, fine. All right. Kelsey, do you understand the rules? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started then. Uh, 20 questions. Is it a character? No. Is it a place? No. Is it an object? 
Yes. Is it located on Earth? No. Is it larger than a car? Mm, can't answer that. Can it possess someone? You can ask okay. another question. Oh, if you want. Hold on. Back right. up. Is it used primarily for transportation? Did you say no? Can it possess? Did someone? you say it's not on Earth? By the way. Yes. Okay. I did. did. Did you say yes to mine? Yes, it can possess someone. Kelsey, where are you going with this? That was a exquisitely specific and. Uh, ask if it if it's possessed an X Men. Has it possessed an X Men? No. Okay. Hmm. Not located on Earth. Can possess people. Not unanswerable whether it's larger than a car, which makes me think it's like. Ephemeral. Oh, somebody's studying for their SATs. <laughs> um, is it a malevolent entity? <laughs> hmm. We're going to have to get into the specifics of what makes something malevolent. Is it evil? Versus... Is it a bad guy? Does it cause people to do bad things? Guys, he's going to score. Traditionally, he's score no. high Trad- oh, college. You jerk off. Traditionally, no. Family friendly. Sorry. <laughs> so not traditionally evil is the answer. But he's not saying that it can't be or it hasn't right. been. Or so he can change shape. There's a lot of Marvel Shape history out there, guys. Oh, we know. We just tried to detail Zorn, and he only goes back like 20 years. Um, is it robotic or mechanical in nature? Mm. Yes. Has it been featured in this this arc? This comic arc that we're currently reading? Yeah, mm, not directly. I'll, I'll give you if that. His name is not directly mentioned, is what you're saying. Well, its name is directly mentioned, oh, but it. Okay. So, it's, so it I is featured in it. It's featured. It's 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 mentioned. Right. I believe so. Okay. Okay. And it's robotic in nature. Is he thinking about phalanx? I, that's I'm I'm getting that direction. Phalanx is an entity. It possesses things. It's not inherently evil. I mean, from its own perspective, it is extraterrestrial. It's never really possessed an X-Men, I believe. You could ask if it did, does it create the techno-organic well, virus. Well, and that was the other thing I was saying. If it could, if it was, it shouldn't be the techno-organic virus because it's that has um, hit. Uh, what? Well, that's not possessing. That's that. true. That's true. It, cable, Cable's had it. Is Cable an X-Man? Yeah, of course he is. Man, I would straight up. He's straight up. Come on, man. at a certain point, everyone's an X Men. We're not I mean, Avengers. I don't know why I said we. I'm not uh, on the team. Pretty close. I'm pretty. Thank you. I'm pretty close to being an X Men. Um, 
is is it considered like a sickness or a disease? Okay. No. Well, yeah, no, they don't ask that. Well, it's too late. Um, they're the same. Is as- it part of the? Oh God! Um, they've been they've been uh, kind of mentioning it in the comics. The levels of civilization uh, that he that he. Yes. Okay. So it is mentioned in the levels of civilization. Which are, I mean, it could be the phalanx, could be a hive mind, could be a... But the phalanx is the one that possesses... Could I be mean. a war. And then there's the other one, the Turk Turkard. <laughs> I, I, I can't pronounce it. A Turkard. <laughs> Got it, Kelsey. Just give him our guess. We've only used 12, but I think we figured it out. Tur- it's the Turkard. <laughs> is that your guess? Okay, um, if anyone can throw that out there, he can. <laughs> blow it all up. Um, let's see. Does it have a galactic intelligence score of above a thousand? <laughs> yes. And that phalanx? It, well, yeah, that is phalanx is included. Yeah, phalanx is like a gajillion, gabillion, or whatever. I don't know. Oh, well, why didn't you just go with that I'm number? I'm slowly then? eliminating. We've got time. What did I say? It's above a thousand. For your race to join it, do you have to ask for ascension? No. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. I think that's 14 questions. That is 14. I think you have to ask the phalanx to join. Maybe not. Maybe it can just come in and take you over because it feels you're big. Okay, so if it's over a thousand, it's not a hive or a machine. Is it a two-cued? I think you're thinking of a technarch, and I don't know. Does it... That's it. Thank you. Right. Technarch. Jerker right. didn't sound right at all. <laughs> I don't know. Let's write, let's write to them and see what the appropriate oh, pronunciation you should, you is. You should ask if it's aware of what it is, because a technarch is unaware, or, or is it aware of others of its own kind? Well, because right. the technology I'll ask is- this. Does it believe it is the only one of its kind that exists? Oh. I don't believe so. It's not the Turk Nerg. <laughs> 15 questions. We got yes four no questions. And again. I don't believe so? Well, a lot of these haven't, haven't been. Kelsey, uh, let's, let's be generous. What, what, what's the, you, said, you said uh, a thousand, Dane, over a thousand. You got yeah, me. And we know it's not a Tech Nerg. Is the hive mind over a thousand? Uh, no, hive mind is ten. If you if you want the chart, I'm looking at oh, it now. Oh. It could be either an intelligence or a oh, world right. mind. Oh, it could be a world. Right, my mind? next question was going to be whether you create it by throwing a bunch of brains into a robot and smashing it into a planet. You want to ask that one? Uh, I I will ask that one. Do you do you put a bunch of your smartest people into a rocket and smash it into a planet? Um, e- that is one way. <laughs> yes, but uh, I want to say that's one way okay. to achieve one. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you want to take the guess and just guess world mind at that point, or you want to knock it down and then find out is it less than? Well, at this point, we would just be wondering if it's an intelligence, which I'm praying it's. He's not. He's not going with an intelligence. 
That's one way to make one. Do we rule out a phalanx? Well, you asked if you would ask it for ascension. That's true, but I don't remember if you actually ask the phalanx or if it can come and get you or guard. I'll ask this. Does it consume civilizations? Okay. Not a phalanx. I'd I'd bet you it's a world mind. Two questions. questions We got two questions. Go go, go ahead. Why? I'm running out of questions. Maybe, maybe you need to be more specific, though, Kelsey. Maybe, maybe you got like a general guess, but like you can't just be like it's an X Men if it's an X Men. Maybe you need to be more specific. I'm pretty sure on this one at this point. Um, what's? Uh, I, hmm. I can tell you that question's not going to be yes or no. Thank you. The world mind part, Dane. What, what's the intelligence level of that? You said it's with an intel. There's there's an one hundred thousand intelligence. And world mind, correct. correct. Those are what's left on our correct. on our. Is there an example of a world mind? Because doesn't doesn't the isn't the the Nova Core? It's a or no uh, um. Cree, no, the Cree are not a, a world mind. What's uh, you slap everything into a Nimrod shell, and then you smash that bad boy into a planet. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Is there another way? <laughs> Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of another world mind that you could compare it Nimrod to. Nimrod shells. Do you really want me to ask if it involves Nimrod shells? We basically that's, did. that's one way. That's one way. Uh, is it is is the world mind the step below phalanx? Yes. We're we're making uh, content on, here, just saying the word world mind. Okay. Okay, we're looking at the the galactic intelligence chart or something yeah. like that. Is this entity or thing one step below phalanx on the galactic intelligence chart? It would be categorized as that. So maybe he's looking at a specific... There's specific, yeah. Dane. Is that specific enough? Well, I think he's saying that there's a spe- maybe a specific world mind. I don't know that. What other places have become world mines? Uh, one question. Was this one created by smashing into a planet one further away than Pluto? All right. No. So it is not the Nimbus world mind. Do we have any more questions? No, I think we. I think we got. I think you're just at a guess. You've got one question left. Kelsey, so do you want to say? War- Zandarian world mind. That, was that is correct. Mind. Do you just want to say world mind and then make him say? It does make him say people. be more specific. It possesses people. You know what? Let's go with the Zandarian world mind. It possesses people. Final answer. Lock it yeah. in. We're going with the Zandarian world mind. Zandarian world mind. Uh, you guys are successful this week in getting the very specific Xandarian okay. world mine. I, I just put, I put one of my favorite characters. I just got the uh, Funko Pop, but in the Nova storyline, uh, Nova is possessed by the the world mine after the their world Xandar gets yeah. destroyed. What, what, what pop did you get? Um, the truck. So 
I got, I got, the, yeah, I got a Funko Pop of truck. No, I got the Nova, and he's got like the energy blast on his hands, just like that custom art. The I custom had. art, so I truck. couldn't say no to it. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the story Dane's referencing is: we went to a comic convention once. I said I really want a picture of my favorite um, superhero Nova, and he came back and he's like, "Well, there's no, a no, truck no. called Chevy Nova. Nova. Prime, there's it? a Transformer." Well, there's a Transformer named Nova. Yeah, all three of these are Nova Prime. Um, and then there's Nova Prime, like the Marvel character, to separate. Because now we have to call him Nova Prime because they added the second Nova. So anyways, um, just really fun. And he ended up getting the correct one the first try. But I could have potentially had but a But that guy was a hell of an artist. And it would have been a artist. kick-ass truck flying through space. So, Yes, it would have. It truly would. Also, that reminds me, our next show is going to be kick-ass as well. Uh, that about wraps it up for this week. Thanks for listening. fellow Danger Room survivors, this is Dane thanking you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to invite you to join the examination community by checking us out at our website and Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and get your suggestions for questions of the week and Marvel 20 questions. You can find us at examination.blogspot.com and on Twitter at examination. That's E-X-A-M-E-N-A-T-I-O-N and at examination spelled the same way. While you're at it, help us grow the community by giving us an Omega Level review wherever you listen to the podcast. See you next week.